The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, licensed real estate broker with Acunet Realty Advisors and also the majority owner of Acunet Mortgage, along with my one and only son, David, who is our chief client experience officer at Acunet Mortgage, also a licensed real estate agent and a very active senior loan consultant as well. If you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. And you can also grab a podcast of today's show or any of our past shows wherever you normally get your podcast. So, David, another good week for mortgage interest rates. How come? Well, um, let's begin with the end. Uh, Friday was the jobs report, and in the days leading up to the jobs report, was was it hope? It was a combination of hope and expectation and some minor data, I'm going to call it, <clears throat> that continued the theme of, boy, we I think we really are uh, defeating inflation. And that uh, momentum carried then into Friday. It's it's been uh, the momentum has carried for a couple weeks now. I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Yep, we've been so rates have been sliding down in our rates favor. Have been sliding for, down. Yep. And and then uh, come Friday morning at 7:30, the jobs report came out. Uh, the forecast was that in the month of November we added 180,000 jobs. That was the forecast, and the number came in at 199. Okay, a little hot. Just just a little bit. And for reference, in October, we uh, created 150,000 jobs. As I listened to last week's show, and it's amazing how we're like unimpressed almost by like, you know, 199,000 jobs. Like, we're, That's a we're, huge number. It is a huge number. It's it's all in context. I mean, we're talking about previous months where we were adding like 200 and 300 and wasn't there one month where it ke- the number came in at like half a million almost? It yeah, was it was out crazy. Of this world. Right. And, and so obviously it was people as more and more people get jobs and the number that you've just been talking about David at $199,000 comes from a payroll survey. So the labor department asks payroll companies like ADP and Paycheck another one say like well what are you guys seeing so that's the one survey the other one where we get the unemployment rate is done by a telephone survey and so interestingly that one showed the unemployment rate going down from 3.9 percent down to 3.7 so bottom line is the interest rate markets eh, were not upset with the jobs report but it didn't continue the streak of like, oh, gosh, yeah, we're well, really it going down. It, it also didn't end the streak. Like, That's right. There was no reversal. What I always like to point out, though, is how many people are working? Uh, because those are the people that pay the taxes uh, and, you know, help our economy go. And so according to that household survey, there are now 168 million 
260,000 Americans working, which represents 62.8% of the working age population. Uh, that's called the labor participation rate. And then the other thing we can say is that there are currently 6.29 million Americans that wish they were working and can't find a job. That's the unemployment rate. Uh, you know, and I always think that we should we should say this in reverse. You know what? The employment rate is 96.3%. 96.3% that of people who want a job are getting it. Now, the other important factor in this whole uh, monthly survey is how much did people's uh, wages go up? And what was that number? Do you have that offhand, oh, David? I don't have that in front of me. It's 4%. Probably. Okay. I knew okay. that. It's 4% year over year. And remember that, you know, the reason why the jobs report is so important to the Federal Reserve and interest rate markets is the stronger the job market, the more money people have to spend, the more money people have to spend, the chances are it could be driving inflation up because remember 70 percent seven oh seven tenths of this country's great economy comes from consumer spending right um so that's why the jobs report is probably the biggest uh, monthly number economic number that influences interest rates along with are we going to get the cpi next week the consumer yes. price index the okay. consumer price index comes out tuesday december 12th at seven thirty. uh that is a year over year, we're hoping, we're forecasting at 3.1%. Wow. Okay. Which is just, and again, for reference, that number was north of nine right. uh, summer, summer of 22. 22, right. All right. So then the impact that this has had on interest rates is good. Um, I just recorded an ad quoting a 6.89% 30-year fixed rate. And uh, that's way better than 79 Oh, yeah. That's that's a, a big difference in payment. Maybe we'll talk about that. And our first-time home buyer program for Wisconsin buyers is down to 6.125% with an APR of 6.29. David, let's come back and talk about your first-time home buyer who's going to get to take advantage of that super low-rate money. When we come back, you're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in today. Uh, we're just talking about how interest rates are favorable and how our special Wisconsin first-time home buyer 30-year fixed rate money has come down another quarter percent this last week, down to 6.125%, which is smoking hot good. The APR with 3% down is as low as 6.29. But David, you've got a first-time homebuyer who's going to get to dip into that awesome first-time money pool. Uh, tell us a little bit about their accepted offer that you just got this last week. Yeah, so, so this, like all um, accepted offers, there's a story. And the particulars of this story shape how they then got their accepted offer okay so let's let's start with uh when they reached out to us i think you you connected with them first and you were like hey you fit your income fits in the box to get this best lowest rate the good for stuff first time homebuyers and that's county specific and so that can be an important you know follow-up question that your acting at loan consultant is going to uh you know check in on it 
when you're in and around the same counties, like what's the difference between that number in Milwaukee County versus Waukesha versus, you know, Ozaki? Nothing. It, it, right. It's all the same. But when you get to different, you know, hey, what about Brown County? What about Dane County? Those numbers are different. So that's one thing. So they're going to get to use this awesome low first-time home buyer rate, 6.125%. They're putting greater than um, 20% down, Dad. So the APR is going to be real tight, 62 probably. I bet it even not that, but go on. So, so what's the then, story on the listing? Because it's so a beautiful, story, I looked so it up. It's, yeah, beautiful house. the story on the listing. This house, when they first sent me the listing, had been on the market for 23 days. So do you want to... I want to try to read my mind on my my first thought. What are these sellers thinking on day 23? I think I might have to lower my price because I don't have any offers yet. Exactly. And let us always let us say and always never forget the list price is a made up number. And yet the market will speak to you about the number that you've begun with. So these folks came out with their number, uh, $500,000. And they were still sitting out there 23 days later and were not uh, contingent, which any of the websites that you you know pull up a listing on yeah. are pulling that data. So it's in relatively real time. So our, my buyers went in $100,000 below the list price for their initial offer. But, but wait, I did see that they lowered their asking price down to 449 i think it happened like around the same time like when i first pulled up the listing it was as high as 500 and yep 499.9 and then they brought it down to 449.9 and so my clients submitted their offer last week we talked about how winter you know provides an opportunity to get not so competitive situations Yeah. yeah I wouldn't want everyone to think that they can succeed by going in this low to begin with, but Correct. it is situational, right? And and with the advice of their real estate agent, they were pulling other comparable homes. That was like even at the 450, you know, reduced list price, that was still above what the market was oh. saying about okay. a similar home as well. Which is what which is what a good buyer's agent will do. Right? right when they present the offer, they just don't present the offer. Uh, a really good buyer's agent will say, "This is why, you know, look at here. Here's here's what justifies our, you know, offer that's almost you know fifty grand below what you're asking." So it makes for a good headline, like, "Yeah, we got it, fifty thousand below the list price," but but really, as as I've heard you say many times. The value of the home is what the buyer and the seller agree on, ultimately. Right, right. And this is a property that has like eight acres, so it's not everybody's going to want this. I don't think it has any outbuildings, thank goodness, so it's not going to... It's just a a nice country uh, property. All right, so so these folks, were they rock solid, guaranteed, pre-approved? Absolutely. Uh, Great income, strong down payment. The, The one piece of heartburn, and I and I did my best there there was some back and forth with the seller yeah and you know five thousand dollars here three thousand dollars there in terms of price and my my advice saying yes is sometimes the best negotiation tool you can bring when you're trying to get an accepted offer rather than 
two, three, four rounds of going back and forth on price, ultimately, particularly for this family, they're going to be there for a long time. I wouldn't yeah. want. I wouldn't want there to be. Um, like you blew it over five grand. Yeah, and I don't want to be casual about five thousand bucks, but in the big scheme of it, uh, it's a nothing. So they're burger. under contract now, and uh, we'll have more on this throughout the weeks to come. We'll keep rolling here on the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Stick with us. You are listening on six twenty WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Sunday morning. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert, the younger. That is Brian Wickert, the wiser over there. Ooh, Dad, like uh, just we have people getting accepted offers on houses here in December. Amazing. What? I thought nobody uh, bought a house during the holidays. It was too much hassle, and the weather's bad, and there's not enough to pick from. But wow, yeah, yeah. Well, this is statistically a better time to buy. Less competition, yes. right? Oh, well, and you've got the data uh, month over month. We'll share that after the bottom of the app. I, I, I have another client who got an accepted offer uh, this past week. And this client's been looking for two years, I want to say. Oh, my gosh. And and I'm I'm going to pay them a compliment. They are uh, cautious and savvy about wanting to find a home that they can afford. They're single, and you know it's just on them. And so, picking a home and a monthly payment that allows them to succeed and you know still buy groceries. As I as I said to them, and, and we've shared stories. Um, I could have qualified them to buy a lot more house. Okay. But they want to be able to, you know, order a second glass of wine when they're out to dinner and not feel like they're stretching their budget. Those, so those two add up. The glasses <laughs> of wine. So the but the twist, uh, they had been looking for two years for a single family home, but then I get the I get the call Tuesday evening. Hey David, I'm looking at this condo Ooh! can you tell me can i afford it yes and what would the monthly payment be xyz the difference between single family and condos condominiums 99 times out of 100 are going to have monthly if not quarterly homeowners association dues correct which is money you're you're putting into the kitty to pay for things along with the other people in your condo association. So for this buyer, it was a $300 extra. It's not part of your monthly payment. When you you know move into your house, you're going to make your monthly payment, regular mortgage payment. Then the condo association is probably going to send you a welcome packet. Hey, here's how you make your monthly payment to the condo association. The you pay it outside of your mortgage payment, but you're still typically mortgage. paying it every month. So, yeah, so, so this is kind of a recognition that you don't see that when you're buying a single family home. Exactly. Is that what you're so, going to say? Yeah. yeah, this was exactly because I said, I was like, buying a condo makes explicit the things that you're going to need to pay for in the future. Yep. Right, because if you buy a single-family home, and the AC goes out, you know, one year later, you're stroking a check for a thousand bucks to replace it. Or it's just all on you. So the association is saying, 
cool. We're going to save for that every month. We don't know when you necessarily things will break or be replaced, but it makes explicit what you should be saving for anyway when you buy a house. Well, and that that's where some condo associations are way better than others at realistically forecasting what are my future expenses going to be you know if you're in a high-rise when am i going to have to replace that elevator for hundred and fifty thousand dollars or when am i going to have to replace the roof or the windows and good associations will even go out there and get what's called a reserve study done that yeah. plots out literally over 20 years here are all the expenses that we think we're going to have and so therefore we have to save this much at this time so for my client, my my summary was, you don't have $300 more per month in monthly payment just because these dues, you have these condo dues. Yeah. You, those would exist anyway, but you are, be, you're, you're on a plan now to make sure that your condo and everyone else's condo is well taken care of. So well, you're not really... It, there's not any less or more money leaving your checking account. It's just on purpose because you're going to be purchasing this condo. Dad, after the news here, I want to hear your story about when the condo association needs to play a little catch up, though, uh, in addition to the monthly condo dues. That story and more after this break. Now it's time to turn it over to the 24-hour newsroom. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. Uh, before the news break, David, you were talking about helping uh, home buyers switch from uh, single family to condo. Yeah. By the way, how much? What percentage down are they? Are those folks putting? Ten percent. Oh, okay. So that's an important number, folks. At ten percent. Uh, we do not have to mm, get all super detailed on what we get from the homeowners association. It's called a limited review, which is a good thing. There's less chance that we're going to kill the deal then by finding out something like, oh, well, they don't have enough of a budget reserve. Don't, don't characterize it like that. It's what? it's that that when you have to have a full review, yeah, underwriting really analyzes how the association is being managed, like budget bylaws all that jazz when which it always occurs to it's you know it's, it's a double it's the, i know it's a double-edged sword though that stuff you should know as a new yeah. condo buyer but ignorance is bliss so you know in terms of getting the deal done 10 percent down is the threshold if you put 9.99 percent down or less then we got to dive into the budget and the bylaws uh, we still always have to make sure that the homeowners association is adequately insured. One of, speaking of insurance, I got a story about that. Um, but what about David? Uh, what's their income relative to area median? They uh, fit within the box, so we're getting them the income specific special pricing too. Okay. So. Uh, I mean, for our special first-time homebuyer uh, money at 6.125%? have owned a home previously, so, uh, they, um, so they they fit not within the best box, but the almost best box. Okay. And, and so, therefore, they, are they going to escape the uh, Fannie Mae risk penalty yes. for having less than 25% down? That's another yes. thing you got to know, folks. Uh, if you are a first-time homebuyer, which these people are not, and you make 100% or 
or less of the area median income, uh, then you can escape uh, the risk penalties that are imposed by uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Yep. And one of those is, hey, you're buying a condo and you're putting less than 25% down. We think condos default more than single family homes, whether they do or not, I'm not sure. But the theory behind that is when it comes to a distressed market and everybody's trying to sell their condo, there's very little that distinguishes, you know, unit 101 from unit 102. And so then you, in a, in a downward spiral, it's just a race to the bottom on price. So that's why condos are generally priced higher to the tune of, what would you say, David, a quarter percent in rate? Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're working with a mortgage lender who doesn't ask good follow-up questions, yes, you could end up paying a quarter more in rate. So these folks are going to escape that, which is good. So they're going to get, you know, second best pricing available um, because they're not, defined as first-time home buyers. Do they have a house to sell or do they sell it within the last three years? They had already sold. So they, they um, you, you can regain your first-time home buyer uh, status if you have yeah. not owned a property within the last three years. They have not re-achieved that milestone yet. Okay. All right. So then the other thing we we're just talking about is insurance. And so we helped somebody buy a really nice condo a little over a year ago. Oh, no, just exactly a year ago. It was December 2022. And found out from this owner that um, in their particular building, there had been a fire sprinkler leak uh, major up on the fourth floor that ruined, completely ruined like five units. And so then it resulted in an insurance claim of like $2 million. And all the repair work's been done, but now the association is going after, or the association's insurance company, I should say, who fronted the money for all the repairs, is now going after the developer, because it's a fairly new condo association, or condo building, and saying, hey, man, you had a design flaw, because guess what it was? Cold weather caused the sprinkler system to freeze and burst. In Wisconsin? Yeah. They, didn't, yeah. they weren't planning for that? Okay. Uh, well, you know, they didn't plan well enough. And, and so so there's this open uh, legal battle. And wouldn't you know, now coming around for renewal uh, with the insurance company that just paid out the roughly $2 million, they said, we don't want to insure you guys anymore. Yeah, no thank you. Surprise. And that's kind of a general trend, folks. Insurance in Wisconsin even is getting harder to come by. Regular homeowners insurance, uh, condo insurance, because in Wisconsin we had a lot of hail claims. Oh, that's right. This building and the association also had the hail claims where roofs were damaged, siding, stuff like that. And, and so they went back out to the market and said, who would like to insurance now, insure this association now? And the answer was only the specialty market. And so instead of paying 20000 ish for insurance, in 2024, this association is going to have to add a zero to that and pay 200000 And so each of the 18 unit holders is getting to pony up ten grand. Now, luckily, it's the kind of building where people can afford that because of the prices that they paid. But that is called a special assessment, folks, and doesn't happen usually to that amount very often, but it can. Possibility, though, for condo. Possibility. Hey, when we come back, let's talk about the November home sales. I've got the numbers from the multiple listing service. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. 
This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian the Elder. That's David the Younger uh, over there. And uh, David, the home sales in the uh, five-county Milwaukee metro area, this is counting up both uh, single-family detached and condominiums. Do you think it was up or down compared to, oh, October? Oh, down. For That's sure right. down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there were 1,533 uh, sales in October. This is sales facilitated by a member of the National Association of Realtors. Uh, that's why it shows up in the multiple listing numbers. And uh, and then in November, we dropped down about 203 units. We're down to 1,330. And that's kind of a normal seasonal pattern. If we compare the number of sales in November to uh, November of 2022, we're only down 5%. That's 71 fewer sales. But part of the reason is that, what was last November like, David? Well, last November was the start of the end of low rates. Yeah. And if I recall, it was... Well, so wait, whoa, whoa, no, it was the spike. November was the spike, wasn't it? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was rates, rates began to drift away in October of 22 and if you went under contract and or you were searching for a house in October of 22 then you closed November of 22 and you know that it, it brought tightness to the market as everyone started reacting to interest rates going up because so in other words we're comparing a crummy November to another crummy November if you go back and compare this November to 2019 the last pre-pandemic number that we have we are off by 16% or 254 fewer sales than in November of 2019. But check this out, David. The dollar volume of the lower number of sales is still up 19%. And that's because from November of 2019 to this last month, the median sales price in the five county metro area went from <clears throat> 225,000 up to 305,000 so up 80 grand or 36%. Can I say it another way? The 16% compared to the 2019, you know, a, a normal year. Being mm -hmm. down 16% is I mean, it it's could not that be bad. worse. Isn't well, like it's not bad. For for rates, you know, uh, so the people that closed in November probably have rates in the mid sixes, you know, ranging between seven, I'm sorry, mid sevens, probably yeah. between, you know, seven and eight percent. So, yeah, when you put it in that context, pff, being down 16 percent ain't bad at all. Other side of the ledger, we have uh, listings. And so listings compared to last year in November are just about the same, only 24 fewer down percent and then though if we compare it to 2019 listings are off similarly again uh, oh wait only seven percent oh okay only 105 fewer listings so as we were talking in earlier segments with the people you're helping to get accepted offers here yeah. in in december you know which are going to close in january um wait you, you on that have... condo, just just for reference we're yeah. closing that before christmas because we're oh. that good we're that good yeah, fast closing is a specialty, not a yeah. problem. Uh, and by the way, do you, uh, off the top of your head, did they get it for under asking at over? Uh, right at the list price. Okay, any other competing offers? 
No, in fact, and this condo uh, came back on the market. The when when I spoke to the listing agent because I call to advocate on behalf of my clients because yeah. you know every strength counts. They had shared with me that they got to two days before closing on a previous buyer before they had to cancel. I think a home sale contingency. I think spoiled the party yeah. previously. Um, so they were glad to get a buyer back on the horn. Um, back on the right hook. Right at the list price. You're, you're like your mother. You kind of get things mixed up. That's okay. Back on the hook. Back on the hook? Not on the horn. Well, you're in the horns of a dilemma, I guess. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so uh, the, the takeaway, folks, is if you can find a house now, if you're a home buyer and you've taken a break because, like, oh, racer at eight, they're not at eight anymore. They're down in the sixes. And and also, oh, it's the holidays. Well, if you can find a home that you want to live in, this is a good time to buy. Also, don't you think, David, there's going to be a, a cavalcade, a what's a tsunami? What, what's the word you want to use of home buyers getting back into the market in January with rates down? Well, uh, it it happens every year on January. Well, this year it'll be January. Yeah, January second. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a rush because because you're gonna look across the Christmas dinner table at your significant other and be like, I want to buy a house this year. Yeah, let's and get back call into it in early January, just like everybody else. Get a head start is what we're saying. All right, what do we want to talk about again when we come back for our variable final segment? income? Uh, you had oh, a story yeah. from Tim on yeah. a client variable income and why you want to get pre-approved with Acunet on a rock solid basis because most big credit unions and bank pre-approvals are not thorough not very good all right you're listening to the Acunet mortgage and realty show on am 620 wtmj find a place to call home without the headache this is the Acunet mortgage and realty show with brian wickard on wtmj welcome back and thanks for tuning in to today's edition of the Acunet mortgage and realty show david i think we've taken it for granted we launched the uh, the rock solid guaranteed pre-approval program in 2015 i think that's when you returned to Acunet yeah. mortgage wasn't that coincident uh, to that yes. and and our pre-approvals folks uh, not only do we verify credit which you know a lot of the banks Maybe some of the credit unions, they're using what are called soft credit polls. They're not even real credit reports, um, which means they cannot run your scenario through any kind of an automated underwriting system. So at Acunet Mortgage, we are using real credit reports, which are a little bit more costly, cost us a little bit more, but we like to wring out any and all uncertainty out of your path uh, to becoming a homeowner. And we see these other pre-approval letters from competitors from time to time, and they are scant on details. Useless would be my word. Correct. Some of them don't even have the interest rate, which is like, come on, man. You got to have the interest rate and the loan amount and the loan term because those are the things that go into the offer to purchase when you yeah. fill out that financing contingency area and the down payment. So in addition to doing real credit reports, we're also verifying income, and that's what we want to talk about. And we're verifying down payment so that all three legs of the actual mortgage stool are rock solid, level, even, steady, uh, yes all of those good things. And so uh, your brother-in-law, uh, Tim, uh, my son-in-law, father of my other grandchildren, you know, was telling me about a situation he has going right now. And thank goodness it's pre-approval basis. We got this figured out before they went out writing offers. Because in the one case, um, one of the borrowers had declining bonus income. 
okay? Mm-hmm. And, and so that got thrown out, meaning you can't Zero use doubt. her bonus income. Yeah, yeah, it's like, well, can't you use the lower amount? Nope. And, and the reason this is a hot topic, folks, is... You know, all these 30-year fixed-rate mortgages, or the vast majority of them, get sold to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And so then what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac do is, after they buy the mortgage, they look through it and they go, is there a reason we can say this loan doesn't meet our standards? And then they force the uh, Fannie Mae seller to buy back the loan. Nobody wants to buy back a loan, okay, if you're in the mortgage origination business. That's bad. Because now you got to do something with it, different. Yeah. And it probably means you're going to lose money. And so this topic of what I'm going to call variable income is the hot topic of the end of 2023. And it's not just on commission and bonus. It can even be on somebody with uh, hourly income. Yes. Right? So it's it's just a very important topic to make sure. Or, or even jobs like nurse or um, law enforcement, if you've got like shift differentials, any, any of that variable. Okay. Flavor. Yeah, overtime. That would be another example. And, and so, in this particular case, it was two two borrowers uh, working with him, and one was declining. Uh, and so, oh, we're throwing that out because it could be declining to zero, right? Yeah. So, we're not going to use any of it. The other borrower, check this out. In his first year, had six hundred dollars of bonus income. In his second year on this job, had thirteen hundred and fifty. So, we're not talking about a lot. But in the third year, now this year to date, he's got thirty-five grand. And guess what? The initial response was, "We're not using any of it." It's like, oh, <laughs> that's where we had to go back. Come on, it's varying in the right direction. Yeah. And so I, I believe we only needed like a hundred or two hundred bucks a month, and so that's where we could press forth with our arguments and say, okay. You got to give us some, and, and that was just enough to get it over the uh, it's approvable line. But that's how tricky it is in today's world, and why you want to go with AccuNet Mortgage. You know, we're going to verify everything, and then we stand behind it with a two thousand dollar guarantee. Plus, you're always going to get smart people like David on your case who are going to find you the best. Uh, lowest rate or lowest closing cost that there is out there in the marketplace. That's the value proposition. That's all the time we have for today's show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here next week. You've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on the biggest stick in the state, AM620. WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of AccuNet Mortgage and AccuNet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.